Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Ann Friedman. And I'm Amina Tussauds. And every other week, we'll be bringing you a special phone a friend episode between either Aminatu or me and one of our rad pals. Hey, Anne, this week. <laughs> hey, Amina. <laughs> hey, Anne, this week I called up the ridiculously awesome and fun Dodi Stewart, um, who is like literally one of my favorite people in the entire world. Who I've we been talk- admiring on the internet for like a decade. Yes. When people that you admire on the internet become your IRL friends, it's just, it's so sweet. So we talked about our favorite K-dramas. We're really deep into the, you know, like Korean drama world. So that was great. A love of like all other things Korean, including the band Big Bang and uh, a lot of our Tinder mishaps. Oh my God, I cannot wait. I feel like also maybe this will be a primer to those of us who have no idea what's happening in the world of Korean pop music or soap operas. <laughs> is that the right term? Is it like really, are they kind of like soap operas or is it like a category unto itself that cannot be defined that I way? I mean, they're kind of like soap operas, but I think that making a comparison solely to American soap operas is really uncharitable because they're their own universe. Sure. Or telenovelas or whatever kind of fits that like serialized drama play- framework, which to be fair, like th- there are differences within it as a big genre too, but I'll be taking notes. Like what are, what are the points of entry for someone like me? Yes. We discuss the main point of entry, which is this show called Airs. I hope that one day when you are sick next, you will <laughs> maybe emotionally invest. <laughs> uh, yes. Hi, Dodai. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on Call Your Girlfriend. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I am like super thrilled to have you. You're like one of my favorite people in the whole world. Is it just, can we just squee the whole time? I don't think I'm capable of the squeeing noise, but inside I'm squeeing. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the big reasons that I wanted to talk to you is because I feel like our friendship and like bonding and like falling in love moment was all around Kore- watching Korean dramas. <laughs> it's true. Outside of the woman who introduced me to K-drama, shout out Brittany Callender for changing my life. You were kind of the first person that I admitted to that I watched. <laughs> I had this like alternative TV watching experience. <laughs> I was like, I'm obsessed with K-dramas right now and you're the only person I can talk to about it. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I can't. I keep saying that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch anymore. And then I feel like you, you're like, but wait, have you seen such and such? And no, then it's a drug. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I just get dragged back in. I don't even really want to stop. I'm faking it. I love it so much. <laughs> no, you know, so it's like they just have the science down to a T. Because even with like really soapy TV, I give up a lot or I just take really long breaks. Like I couldn't handle watching Scandal anymore. Even Gossip Girl, which I love, at points like got really tedious for me. And K-drama just like incorporates all of the worst habits of all of these TV shows and just relentlessly like pushes them out to you. And I can't stop watching. Yeah, I mean, the truth is it's like it's really just expertly structured 
where every single episode is a cliffhanger and ends in the middle of a conversation that you need to know how that conversation ends. Oh my God. No, it's so true. Well, okay. To back up a little bit, what was your introduction to K-drama? Was the first one that you watched and like, you know, like how did that all happen? The first one that I watched was Boys Over Flowers. And basically it was wintertime and I was asking people what to binge watch on Netflix because it was snowing. I think that I didn't like any of the recommendations people were giving me. <laughs> and then I and then I googled literally like what to binge watch Netflix and I was on some list that had a bunch of shows and it was like Homeland or this or that and they all seemed really like <laughs> depressing or stressful like Homeland I was like that just that's too stressful like I just want to be snuggled up in my pajamas Homeland is very stressful (laughs) as as somebody who watches and deeply identifies with the lead character it is like I it takes a full like 20 minutes of every therapy session I have to just like (laughs) run down through the plot yeah I really, I was looking for like, you know, for something escapist. And so the write-up, it was actually on Refinery29. The write-up said, this is the Korean Gossip Girl. And I was like, well, I like Korean, I like Gossip Girl. I like the sound of (laughs) Korean Gossip Girl. Like I used to be a really big just teen TV in general and like YA. So I was like, that sounds like the perfect kind of escapist thing. Like it's a different country. (laughs) Literally escapist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like teen problems. It's not Homeland where it's like, oh my God, the world is blowing up. It's just like teen problems. Those are the kind of problems I was ready to watch. And it was, it was perfect. Like it was exactly what I needed. That's so perfect because the show that I watched, the first Korean drama that I watched was Airs. And that's also billed as the Korean yeah. Gossip yeah. Girl. Exactly. And I would I actually argue that that's... After. I watched it immediately after Boys Over Flowers. Yeah. And I would argue that that's the actual real Korean Gossip Girl. Even yeah, though, like, I think you're right. Bo- like, both are fantastic. But Airs just blew my mind, don't I? First of all, <laughs> it, it has the handsomest man on all of television, a.k.a. my boyfriend, Kim Woo-bin. I know you love him so much. I love him so much. He plays like such a great villain. And oh man, I also I'm just like obsessed with his face structure. It's crazy. I have a whole folder on my phone that's like called Wubin Fluenza. That's just like Kim Wubin photos. I have to say that I I wasn't into him. I was into Lee Min Ho, who's also in Boys Over Flowers. And then because you told me that Kim Wubin was your favorite, I sort of like warmed to him. Um, and now and now I like him. I like him. I like him in every single thing. But so yeah, it's you know, Ares is just amazing. It's um I like I think you or maybe somebody else at Fusion wrote this like best K drama write up. It was probably you. Let's be um, real. That was me. <laughs> Obviously. You know, I'm like I'm trying to be like surreptitious about it. No, it was probably you. I just like remember the first line about the Ares review where it says like devastating right from the beginning. And yes. I was like, Yes, this is my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything is so high stakes. Okay, it's not Homeland high stakes, but it's like emotional high stakes. It's all the stuff that could be really cliche about love and money, but it feels so real. The girl who has no money has this like really actually like loving, stable family situation. And then these rich boys have like cash and cars and all this stuff at their disposal and like a serious lack of affection 
and like no idea how to be in love and like I don't know I I love I love it yeah right it's just like it just like pits you against all the things right it's like rich versus poor functional versus dysfunctional um you know and then it's like a loyalty duty family basically yeah for me I'm like I'm also an immigrant so all of these things are real to me even though they're you know like the context is different I'm just like oh man this is just like African dramas except set in Korea I love it (laughs) yeah and I mean I'm not an immigrant but I feel like there's some like black family stuff in there where it's like that all that stuff about like not letting your family down and like knowing what your duties are, I feel like is very like American black family. So to me, it's still like super relatable, but it is also escapist because they're, you know, they're like living in hotels and driving sports cars. And yeah, no, it's also just like opens up this world where you're like, oh, there are people on TV who are not just like white, you know? And I think that that's something that I've deeply imprinted onto where I'm like, oh, (laughs) and it sounds so naive and stupid almost. But it's really refreshing to just be reminded of that, that like everybody's not having like white people HBO problems. No, completely. And even beyond that, like it's not even bound to this black white dichotomy, which is like I write a lot about like black people on TV and white people on TV and how white people are portraying black people on TV and like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, guess what? (laughs) There's Uh, a whole nother world of things happening that don't have to do with black people or white people and are completely fascinating. Mind blowing. What other dramas do you like? That are not Korean? No, I mean, obviously Korean. (laughs) Okay, well, I really enjoyed Mary Stayed Out All Night, which you (laughs) That was, you recommended that to me and I got super, super into it. I love that one because they're like drunk all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And also like like a very interesting take on a love triangle. Yes, really interesting. Because I had watched the teen ones before, it was a nice... And then I watched a couple of like more adult ones. And this one is kind of because they're like 20-something. It was a nice in-between. And also like the sad boy who's just like so sad all the time. <laughs> like all his character does is like look forlornly like into the middle distance. <laughs> like oh s- wake up in the middle of the night and cry. So I like that one. I like Secret Garden, which I think you haven't seen. No, I haven't seen it. It's on my list. For yeah. everybody who's listening, we keep a spreadsheet of yeah. Korean dramas that we're going to watch. That one's on the list. Yeah, Secret Garden is about a badass stunt woman and a executive at a department store. And um, their fate is intertwined. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I, won't, I won't give too much away. So good. But there is a Freaky Friday body swap. <laughs> okay, sold. I'm moving it straight to the top <laughs> of the queue. I I am currently watching, as with you, uh, it's funny because this is, I think this is the first one that I'm watching like in real time. Thank you to the Drama Fever app. God, I love Drama Fever so much. It rules my entire life. Yeah, shout out to Drama Fever. Oh my God. Also, their email marketing program is just it's legit so good. But um, I'm watching a show as it's on TV called She Was Pretty. Yes. And, you know, it's really funny because the first time I read about it, I was like, oh, she was pretty. And then uh, Brittany, who is, you know, like the mastermind behind my my K-drama transformation was like, no, it's pronounced she was pretty. (laughs) (laughs) That show is nuts. It's ridiculous. It's It's basically... It's basically a romantic comedy about these, like, two kids who grew up together and then, like, part ways and then they meet again. And they've gone through a reversal of fortunes. 
the boy who was really fat is now like skinny and handsome and the girl and like legitimately hot like there he was in the shower and I was like oh, excuse me he is so hot yeah no and then the girl was this very beautiful was this very beautiful young girl now she's having like issues with her perm that that's the extent to which she's like not cute well her skin she has she has like she has rosacea that's fair <laughs> <laughs> which like changes all the time but then it's also like set into the backdrop of a fashion magazine. And so there, there's just so much going on. It's crazy town. There's it's crazy town. so much going on. Somebody was telling me that the Korean translation for it is also puzzled lovers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was that like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, you know, like there's this like interloper other male character on it. He's the one that I think is really hot. Okay, so he's my favorite, the motorcycle dum-dum. Yes, the motorcycle dum-dum. He's so handsome. But every time he opens his mouth, oh my God. He's like, he's so ridiculous. He has dimples. He's so cute. You know, this drama is great and I can't wait to see how it ends. You know, I'm also like getting to the point where I've watched so many of these that I get really excited when I recognize a word now. Or I, I or I can pronounce something correctly. or Because, yeah, it's like you're watching with subtitles, which, honestly, if you know me and how much, like, internet ADD I have, taking, like, hours out of my day to not second screen and just really <laughs> be focused on one thing can be hard. But for K-drama, like, anything. I have to say that that is one of the other appeals for me is that I have to actually focus. And with a lot of American television that's in English, I sometimes do look at my phone and drift off and like pause and do all these. And because I'm reading the subtitles and I have to focus, I find that it's like, oh, okay, this is my dedicated K-drama time where I'm actually going to look at the screen and pay attention and not multitask and do several, you know, thousand things at once. You know, the other thing that's happened through like watching all these K-dramas is that I'm obviously obsessed with all of Korean culture, right? And then a lot of the music is bleeding in as well. Like, (laughs) and just, I'm following a lot of these bands on social media and listening to them. I'll pull up a YouTube video of something that is new to me and see that on YouTube it has like 60 million views. <laughs> and yeah. I just realized that there's this whole alternative internet experience that's happening and they have not been part of it. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm low- in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I When I discovered the Big Bang video, that is pretty much my favorite video that's ever been made. It already had 152 yeah, million for, views. For which, for which song? For Fantastic Baby. Oh my god, yeah. It's like 100 plus million views and this stuff is like new to us. I love that. I love that video. I love Bang 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 also. I've decided that I'm a Big Bang fan and I mean, that Young is my favorite. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I have a, I'm a, a T.O.P. Fo- fan. Well, he's definitely, definitely hot. But I've decided that Young is my one, is my bias. That's and I good. have a phone case with his face on it and a, a necklace with his face on it. <laughs> Big Bang is so crazy. You actually went to a Big Bang show recently. How was that? I, I think did. I would just die. I think I would die. I did. I mean, I felt like it was just anthropologically, <laughs> it was fascinating. It was in New Jersey, um, in Newark. And I took the path train and I was with a bunch of other writers. The, the kids were so excited. There were parents there with kids. There were 20 somethings. It was a very mixed crowd. Man, so like how many people do you think? Were there? I think it was probably around between like 10 and 12,000 people. Holy crap. 
and it was like a really mixed, you know, I saw like a lot of black girl posses and definitely like Asian girls and boys and like white people. And it was just like really mixed. Everybody was super excited. They started screaming when I was going up the escalator to like find my seats. And I was like, oh my God, it's starting. And like, they're screaming. And when I got <laughs> to my seat, they were screaming because they were playing a Big Bang video on the screen. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I saw that our mutual friend, Rembert Brown, was also there. I, uh, I saw that on his Instagram and I died. I was like, yes, all yeah. of this like Korean fever is spreading to everyone. Yeah, it was great. And I have to say that like, I used to work at a teen magazine. I've been to InSync shows. I've been to Britney shows. Yeah. I've been to Prince. I've been to George Michael. Like, I've been to a lot of concerts. This is one of the best shows I've ever been to. That's amazing. I'm so excited. It really is. Go. Because they were, they're like consummate professionals. They're really literally about like leaving it all on the floor, you know? When they, and it, there's no like attitude. There's no like them showing up late. It's so, like, fan experience-oriented, and, like, they're so professional about it. I don't know. I was really impressed. Oh, man. Also, you and I have to go to Korea. We have I, to go. I really want, I really want to. I, I, mean, really want I think to. we'll die and, like, never come back. We'll just be like, somebody please send for our stuff. <laughs> We're not leaving. The other thing that I'm also really into right now is obviously Korean skin products because, you know, they have that glow on the TV shows, and I want that glow, too. I do, I do too. I haven't figured out how to get how to get that glow. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know where the secret lies. Well, I'm, the secret yeah. is probably a lot of Photoshop. Because, <laughs> and just like insane, insane photo experiences. When Brittany was in town, we went to the, uh, we went to the Japantown Mall here in San Francisco. There is a photo booth from this Korean company where you just like go in and you take pictures and you know, you can, you can have like different experiences where it's like, I want the K-pop look or I want straight up headshots or whatever. And so we picked the one that was like the easiest one to use. And we asked for no makeup, like a natural look. (laughs) You saw my pictures that came out of that thing. I am like Photoshop to the gods. (laughs) My eyes are smaller. My <laughs> cheekbones are doing something crazy. It's yeah. just that like too cute aesthetic, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening over there, I, but I love it. Yeah, no, it's like East Asia has just like commodified cute in a way that makes me uncomfortable, yet I just yearn to participate all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that like the thing with the skin stuff is that Definitely with some of these K-drama stars and some of the K-pop stars, too, is that a lot of them have nose jobs. Like, oh, and yeah. They're like else? so Chin much implants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's hard they to all tell. look the same. It's a factory look. It's like yeah. straight it's off hard. of the... Yeah. So you're like, oh, I know which doctor you went to yes. because you have the same nose as the other guy. <laughs> so it's hard to tell, like, what is like, oh, you know... like clean living and a lot of water and like fresh fish (laughs) and what is like what is like straight up chemical peels totally i'm just pretending that it's all sheet masks so (laughs) i I just do so i just do like a sheet mask every single day do you pretty much oh my gosh that's amazing it's you know it's like my relaxing time it's like i'm like i this is actually forcing me to wash my face every single day which was my (laughs) like sole new year's resolution I was like, I need to wash my face every night. Like, I'm a grown-up now. And 
Let me tell you, it is harder than it looks. I bet. My entire budget, it's like cheap, cheap masks. Tony Moly, that's the Tony Moly, that's the brand, yo. I've never had like an immersive experience like this with an entire country and culture. So I think that's new for me. I'm like, oh, this is how like all those white kids I went to college with and they're like, I'm going to India after college to find myself. Like, and I was always so dismissive of them. I'm like, no, no. Now I understand what you were talking about. And <laughs> yeah. I will be going to Korea next year to find myself. I think the only other time that I've had this kind of like feeling about something and some other place and some other like culture is Hawaii, which Ooh, I, one. yeah, I visited for, for the first time when I was a teenager. And then my sister lived there for, I don't know, like five years. And I went to visit her every year. And I was like, I'm going to get a Hawaiian driver's license. And I, I'm going to like, find a Hawaiian <laughs> boyfriend. And like, I knew my way around the island. And I was like driving barefoot. Living your best life. <laughs> yeah, windswept, like ocean hair. People thought I was local and they were like asking me for directions. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to like, I'm destined to like be Hawaiian. Like I really thought, <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I was going to move there. Oh my God. That's so amazing. You know, another thing that we bond over a lot is that you're the person that I send all of my Tinder mishaps to. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> to, you, to you and my friend Marissa, because you ladies understand you like, yeah, I, you understand yeah. that it's a war out here. It's crazy out there, and people would not believe the kind of things that we are being subjected to. <laughs> I know, like I sent you the the ISIS fighter. <laughs> I had to like close my phone because I was like I can't do this anymore. We and so I send them to you, but I also send them to my sister who is in Dubai, and Tinder Dubai is like. Tinder Dubai level. is crazy. Like, it's please, please give us highlights from your sister's Tinder Dubai experience. I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are posing with weapons, and that happens in the States, too. But hers are, like, tra- like traditional, like, <laughs> Yemeni swords and stuff. <laughs> you're just like, I don't feel safe. Maybe this is, like, your thing, but, like, I don't feel safe meeting you for coffee when your photo shows you with, like, some curved sword from Yemen. That's like how guys in L.A. always have tigers in their photos. <laughs> Yeah, but I also see like a lot of, I see a lot of weaponry. I see a lot of guns. I see a lot of rifles. I saw a guy who had an axe and I was like, you know what? I feel I, so safe dating you, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're trying to show me that you're rugged, but I really just feel like I don't feel comfortable like messaging Yeah, you. on some level, I hope that like the dudes like never get this tip because it's such a good way. It's such a good way to like weed out True. I don't want to talk to you, right? I'm True. Like, I'm like, how many nunchucks can one person own? Like, I, I, yeah. don't wanna, I don't want to be implicated in this person's life. But also, like, men are just so bad at profile pictures. It's like when I talk to women, they're always workshopping what their look should be. They're, like, taking professional pictures and all of that stuff. And you'll have, like, a dude who's surrounded by, like, four women in his profile photo. And I'm like, why are you even trying to date right now? But can I tell you what's worse to me? What's worse to me is front seat of the car with the seatbelt on and the camera from a low angle so that it's mostly under the chin. Oh, like, my God. What is that? I see that so much. What is that? And you're wearing sunglasses and a baseball cap. So it's like witness relocation program 
moment in your car. Like, that's what I see. It's so crazy. It's like, I wish two of these apps would like force you to upload like a 10 second video of yourself, like saying something. Ooh. Because I just, oh, you no. know, I'm that like, would be bad. That would be bad for me with my, because of, right now I'm messaging that dude whose English is so terrible. <laughs> so hot No, though. it's not. You're the total like complete package. No, and, but. And you know, it's like with these guys, I'm just like, just please express yourself. I just, you know, I want to hear what your voice sounds like. I want to, I just, I want to know what your story is. Yeah. Beyond true. like this picture of you holding your dog climbing a mountain. Like, what are you about? Oh, yeah. No, but I just meant that, like, I was talking about this, like, the Buddhist monk. (laughs) (laughs) Dora, you're going to marry the Buddhist monk. I'm, like, I'm shipping it now on Call Your Girlfriend. I just I feel like if I had seen video I don't know if I if I would if I would have messaged him. Are you him. serious? He's so handsome though. I know. I know. I su- I saw his picture and I super liked him right away. He's so hot. He's like the only person I've ever seen that has like pictures of himself surrounded by children and that was like a turn on for me as opposed <laughs> to a turn on. It's, too, it's almost too much. Almost That's crazy. Too much. So you so you went on a date with that guy. You sent me a selfie. You guys look so happy. But I like I th- like I thought that was a very successful Tinder date. It was actually it was. We had we went on two dates, and his English is really not great, and he's not a monk anymore. He used to be. I know. He's I had from... so many questions. I was like, "Can Buddhist monks date?" Like, I don't even know. No, I, don't know I didn't the know. Answer. I wasn't sure. How do you put the moves on a former monk? I don't. Yeah, know. no. I was googling some crazy stuff. I was like, Dalai Lama wife, Dalai Lama girlfriend. <laughs> So basically, yeah, we went and then we went to the movies and he requested that I choose a movie that wasn't violent, which was like almost impossible to do. Uh, Also, like my kind of man. Hello. But everything was like killing in it. And he doesn't like that. So what did you watch? We went to see The Martian. (laughs) (laughs) Violent in its own way. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think Buddhists like space. I think it's (laughs) I think it's okay. (laughs) That's. Amazing. I'm it's so- also in 3D. So we were like putting on the glasses and I was like, what am I doing here? Man, um, movie dates like is first dates is kind of hard though because you don't get to talk to the person. No, that's true. But uh, we had we had dinner first. I support this. I'm so happy that somebody out there is going on good Tinder dates. Well, he's yeah. going to Europe to be to teach some meditation courses. <laughs> of course. As as a as a former Buddhist monk would. So I'm not gonna see him for a little while, but he was like, let's go to I wanna take you to like a tea house that I like when I get back. And I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that's crazy. My Tinderoni right now tried to take me to lunch with his parents. Ooh, ooh. And I was like, what a high stakes mo-. Like it, it kind of accidentally happened, but the fact that it didn't alarm him that I would be meeting his parents was like not okay with me. <laughs> and I had to be like, hello, Mr. Chinderoni, please slow down. And he was like, oh, you know what? You're right. That's kind of weird. And, Pump the uh, brakes. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that that was possible for both of us. So you didn't, you didn't meet the parents? No, I'm not going to go meet your parents when I don't know when the next time is that I'm going to see you. Mm, true, true. I parents, don't know. parents are like sacred moves for me. I'm just like, if I meet, if I meet your parents, then, you know, I feel like I have to be even more in my best behavior slash pretend that this kind of last longer than it should. I understand that. I'm also, I'm such a like, 
I'm such a like go with the flow person that I probably would have been like, sure. And then like revealed something horrible about myself and like ruined everything. No, I'm like the guarded crazy person who is like has too many rules. So, you know, (laughs) as the Buddhists say, know yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Famous Buddhists say. (laughs) So ridiculous. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. This oh my god. Delightful. My delightful. I'll see you on the internet. I'll be there. All right. You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download our show on the ACAST app or on iTunes, where it would be awesome if you left us a review. You can also tweet at us at callyrgf or email us at callyrgf at gmail.com. And you can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. This podcast is produced by Gina Delbach. Gina! 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 <laughs> <laughs>